0: From American Salon Magazine and.com, I'm Gordon Miller, and this is American Salon Stories, our weekly podcast featuring some of the most interesting people we know. So today we're speaking with a really unique professional, somebody who has a huge passion for the transformative power of education, perhaps even a bigger passion for social media and its potential to revolutionize our industry. He is the Global Director of Education for Brazilian Professionals, the parent company of Brazilian Blowout and B3, Brazilian Bond Builder. Please welcome to the American Salon Stories podcast, Brazilian Professionals, Alfredo Lewis
1: hey gordon how are you
0: i'm great how are you today thanks for being with us
1: oh my god thank you so much for having me i've been looking forward to this ever since you asked me and uh it's it's a privilege and an honor so thank you for doing this with me
0: well this is going to be fun alfredo um let me start with some some congratulations a a big congratulations so the other day you and i were direct messaging on instagram as you were heading in to see share in las vegas and, and, and let me give a little bit of insider info to those who are who are listening. Yes, the gays do direct each other, direct message each other during share. Um, it's, a, it's a must.
1: It's a must. Share Madonna.
0: And 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 you know you were you were coming up on hundred thousand followers on Instagram over that weekend. And um, today I took a look. You're at hundred and two thousand followers. That's a big milestone. Yay, Alfredo.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's crazy. I know I was looking today, I'm almost at 103,000. It's pretty crazy. I never would have thought that I, I mean, the artists that I work with, yes, um, me, it was, uh, it was exciting.
0: Well, and it speaks, it speaks volumes to, to many things, um, how important you think the platforms are, how engaged you are on all the platforms. We're going to talk about that more in a bit, because I think there's a deeper story here. But, but let's get started by sharing kind of the high level, who is Alfredo professionally? Share with our audience.
1: Uh, who I am now and who I was uh, 24 years ago when I started in the industry has kind of changed a lot. Do you want to hear who I am now or, or the evolution? Let's, let, let, well,
0: let's start with who you are now and then we're going to go, then you can share the evolution.
1: Uh, so what I am, like you said earlier, is Global Director of Education for Brazilian Professionals and what that means is uh, it really starts with Brazilian Blowout. Uh, that was the first brand that we came out with uh, in 2008-2008 is, is when we launched that. So, um, I have at this point for that brand, I have over 75 educators uh, that work with me and we have sometimes 40 road shows going on nationally every Monday. Wow. Um, I'm huge on education. Education is basically the, like the foundation of our brand. And from that, uh, I've had this job for three years. I started as an educator for the brand and I, we can get more into that a little bit later because that kind of goes back into my background. But, um, uh, job, which I wasn't sure I, I could do. You know, I'm also a hairstylist, uh, which is a little bit unique. So to kind of go into this corporate aspect of, you know, being global director of education, it really has changed, uh, you know, my, what I do in the industry compared from being behind the chair uh, five or six days a week. Uh, now uh, we launched uh, just about two years ago, B3 Brazilian Bond Builder. Um, so now I have um, we hit hundred sponsored ambassadors, at, you know, B, which we I like to refer to as like the B three family of um, artists on social media that are using our product and educating through social media. Um, so that's basically uh, what I do in a nutshell. You know, we do all the trade shows. Um, we also are launching a lot of international uh events right now in countries I just got back from Istanbul Turkey with uh, Mustafa Afsi which I'm sure everybody knows uh we he was kind enough to go out there with me and help us launch uh, Brazilian Blowout and B3 in Turkey
0: You guys are blowing it up at the trade shows which to me is always kind of a mirror of what's happening in the larger industry. I mean, you know, when we go into a trade show, we see pretty much every kind of person who could be in the industry is there. Um, All the various brands and categories are represented. And it's just like that moment to see like, okay, what's the big picture of the beauty industry? What's really happening? And you guys, you're packing them in. Um, You've got a, a seated audience. They sit and they stay and they watch the education and they engage with the people on platform. And it's a really unique presence you have on the floor. And and just talk a little bit about what, what you think all that says.
1: You know, it's interesting because I've, you know, uh, I've been doing the trade shows since the beginning. I was one of the first educators for Brazilian Blowout when we came out. And uh, just how the shows have changed in the last almost 10 years is really interesting to me. We've always show. I mean, obviously the booth has gotten there um, as times went on, but what's interesting to me, what I've seen with the evolution of the trade shows is, you know, before uh, we had our Brazilian blowout educators before B3 and, you know, we'd be doing demos on stage and there was excitement and, you know, we always filled the chairs. Um, Obviously the chairs have grown. The booth has gotten bigger. There's more, we have, you know, more of an audience now, but uh, what's interesting is the feeling of the trade show, not, not to ever give any disservice to it, but I do feel like it's become a very cool thing to go to the trade shows. I mean, a lot of our artists are flying to every single trade show this year because they want to be there and network. And I think a lot of that has to do with social media, you know. Uh, and it's become something like it's the place to be. Um, an interesting story I have, I can use a be seen uh, Lynn Fan, who I just saw you guys' amazing Facebook Live yesterday, by, by the way, with Antran, Tran. I was, loved it. He and uh, Ricky Zito, Hair God Zito, the first time I had them at a trade show, neither of them had ever been to a trade show in their career. So wait, we
0: got to we got to say that even more clearly, because I was at that show and I interviewed both of them at that show for our artist stories videos. To be clear, they were at ISSC Long Beach four B3 to star on stage, on the show floor, and neither of them had ever been to a trade show.
1: Yes, never. And I, I had no idea when I asked them to do it. I just assumed, because it was such a part of my life for, you know, at that time, eight years, I just assumed, oh, every hairstylist has been to a trade show, you know? And uh, Lynn was like, I don't know what to expect. I don't understand. I mean, he was so afraid. He's come so far. I mean, he was so afraid to talk and go on stage when he saw all the people that came out to see them that wanted to meet them, see them, watch them work. I mean, he was just blown away. Uh, Ricky's a lot more. I mean, you know, Ricky, he's so outgoing and in your face. I mean, I think he was like, he saw and he was like, yes, let's do this. Uh, Lynn, I almost had to push him on stage, you know, that first time to get him out there.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. And, and both of them had been, you know, traveling. I know I saw both of them at Butterfly Circus. So they had been doing educational events. So they had the chops.
1: They had the chops, and they were doing butterfly circus. So I just assumed that they, you know, that they knew the whole culture of the trade show. But I realized, you know, butterfly circus is more private events where people are coming in, you know, which are also amazing. I'm a huge fan. I heard uh, the podcast with uh, David Thurston, who I thought knocked it out of the park. And I'm a huge fan of Pulp Riot and everything that they're doing. But it's interesting to me this year at the trade show. <laughs> I said. <laughs> I wanted to know which B3 artists were coming. So I said, let's all get together and do something fun at the trade show. I assume there's maybe 15 that live in California. So I I didn't think there'd be that many people. 50 of our artists, almost, I think it was 48, came to ISSE. And I mean, from as far as Florida, uh, just to be in the atmosphere.
0: And and what you mean is they came on their own. They came on their own dime, the majority of
1: them. Bringing them out. This was them you know, knowing that ISSC is an important event. Yep. And, you know, I noticed this year, it's it's changing. There's, you know, uh, not to bring Pulp Right up again, but their booth was absolutely outstanding. And they had all these influencers on their stage. And, you know, you go over to I mean I could go brand to brand. I mean it just seemed to be the theme of the of the trade show was a lot more educational as far as having some of these influencers on stage sharing what they do and 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 really educating like I've never seen before at a trade show this year. So it was really cool to see other brands also doing that.
0: No, And what, what's happening, and I, I recognize exactly what you're seeing. And to me, it was a game-changing event, ISSC. And it's gonna, I think it's going to continue it to every trade show this, this yeah, year. Um, we will both be at IBS New York in, in another week and a half. IBS, um, it's their 100th year. Um, and it's the sister property of American Salon. It, it, the, the promos always say American Salon presents the International Beauty Show in New York. So we're especially excited. And we know that Northeast Corridor is going to attract a lot. A lot of influencers, but it feels kind of, and I'm older than you, but um, I remember. Kind of the in the prehistoric days of beauty, back in the late '70s and early '80s, before you know brands ruled the world the way they do today, it was a different time. Education came from the bottom up. We had we had clubs all over the country where hairdressers got together locally and and shared with one another. But it kind of came from the bottom up, and it feels like we're reliving some of that. Um, and it's being supercharged, you know, by the benefit we all have of the power of brands and all the great resources that you bring to the table.
1: I mean. I- you know, I come from the Beverly Hills hairstylist, West Hollywood. You know uh, where I live. It's how I kind of came up and grew up in the industry. And there were artists at ISSe who always told me, "Oh, I don't do the hair shows." You know, I, I don't want to name any names. <laughs> <laughs> I to do a lot of celebrities. You know, that's their clientele. And they go, "Oh, I don't, I don't go to the hair shows." And I ran into a few of them at the show. I was like, "Oh, really?" You know, <laughs> it's so much here. But they were like so much is going on this year at the show I couldn't not come I had to see and you know witness all the great you know artists that are going to be on stage I mean they wanted to come and get educated as well which I thought was really cool and said a lot about what's happening uh, with the industry right now
0: the great side effect of all of this is again kind of a, a re-energizing of the big beauty show platforms they've always been important to so many of us but anytime there's an opportunity to get together with 20,000 professionals or 30 or 40,000 professionals over the course so one weekend, the opportunity to, to have so many classes to pick from, so many brands to experience, and most importantly, so many people to hang with in the bar and, and, and just learn something important about how to elevate your game.
1: Absolutely. There's so much to be learned from the trade shows. And I really agree with what you said. I think we're going to continue seeing this um, through the, you know, the IBS shows and Chicago all the way, you know, to Vegas at the, you know, the last show in June.
0: Yep. Yep. It's powerful stuff. So, um, so I'd love to ask everybody um, this question. I'm going to give it to you right now. And and that is share with us uh, best advice anybody's ever given you professionally and why.
1: So I'm going to give you a a two-part answer to that because I think I've gotten two really good pieces of advice and they kind of go together. So the first is from uh, the CEO of Brazilian Professionals, Mike Brady. Uh, He's a huge influence on my life professionally, personally. Um, I have so much respect for him. And it was my first day when I – decided to take the job and, and kind of do less behind the chair and go corporate. And and he said, you know, the most thing that I want you to remember when taking this job is there's no I in the word team. And, you know, this is everything we do here is a team effort. And, uh, Ricky Zito, uh, you know, if I could do his accent, I would, but I'd probably do a terrible job. He told me when we first met, and it goes with very much with what Mike said. He said, you know, you're only as good as the people that, as he says, that you run with. And, you know, I take that as you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. And, you know, in this industry, it really is about, to me, being a part of a team. The second you think you know everything, the second you think it's all about you and you have nothing, you know, to gain from others is, I think, the second that you're dead in this industry. You have to always be open to learn from somebody who's been doing hair for maybe a year or less, uh, to the people who have been in this industry longer than you. You just, it's always a collaboration and it's never just you that's making things happen.
0: So I want to dig a little deeper on this because, um, one of the big shifts in the industry this last year, and it, it certainly, I think, ties closely to what's happening in the influencer space. And, and that is this movement to independence, to salon suites, to rental. And, you know, I, I find it so interesting that so many of my conversations with really smart people who are living in this space, the topic of teamwork Comes up regularly, and and for a lot of people, it's counterintuitive. The old school argument against independence, against rental, was, oh, you know, you'll be by yourself. There's there is no teamwork. You won't get the benefit of being with other people. And I know you're seeing it a little differently. So talk a little bit about that.
1: You know, it's it's interesting because I still do hair. I find it it's very important for me to get behind the chair. Um, I try to do it twice a week if I can. In all honesty. <laughs> One day a week uh, when I'm not traveling. But when I do it, I really try to do like a full 10-hour day of clients. I I feel like it keeps my finger on the pulse of what's going on. And uh, I started out, obviously, uh, 24 years ago in Beverly Hills at a salon called Christoph Salon. It's still there today. Yes, Yes, it is. Uh, And I, you know, that was 50. I think there was 50 colorists and stylists. I was a hair colorist there. Um, And for 11 years. And there is something to be said for that. Um, I mean I learned so much from these icons and people that were doing celebrities every day in the salon and I just had such an opportunity to grow and learn being exposed to so many talented people. And segue into now, when I, I started this job, I decided, you know, no salon of that caliber is going to uh, you know, probably put up with my busy travel schedule and me having an office that I have to be at, you know, three to four days a week. Um, so I went into the salon suites and I, I, went to salon Republic, uh, in West Hollywood. Um, and I was there and I started off in a suite with myself and one of my educators. Um, you know, we were never really there at the same time. And I was in some respects, it changed, you know, to be in that room just by myself. But, you know, I, I think when you want to seek, other people and be exposed to other things, you, you gotta go out there and find it. I mean, I'm exposed to it through obviously what I do from the artists I work with, but I just made a point to become friends with people at Salon Republic and go into their suites and see what they were doing, and I, I felt like there that goes on a lot there. You're not, you know, you have the privacy with your clients. But you're also able to be exposed to things. You know, if some people open their doors, you know, some don't. It depends on on the situation. But there's always, I was always able to go find stylists in there to become friends with and network with and get to know and see what they were up to and share ideas with. But I do think it becomes something that you have to make a focal point that you're going to go do that because it is easy. But, you know, I heard in your podcast with David, he was talking about how at Butterfly Lofts they have both. And, and that the, you know, some people like to just be alone with their clients, um, all day. Uh, my advice, you know, for me and my experience is, if you are that kind of stylist and you, you do want to just be in your suite with your clients and kind of close yourself off and have it be about you and your business, make sure that you seek out education. Don't become closed off to what's going on in the industry. Um, There's a lot of education through social media, obviously, today and and the Facebook lives and all the cool things that we're able to do. But I think it's important to get to the shows, you know, go to the trade show, see what's going on, expose yourself to what other people are doing so that you don't become, you know, so closed off and and not open to learn new things.
0: So we have to give a shout out to Eric Taylor, Salon Republic, um, the the founder. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, he is amazing. I, I love him. He, I mean, every time I post a picture or do anything, he's always like one of the first people to like it or comment. <laughs> and so uh, Salon Republic's amazing. I mean, there, there's a lot of talent there. I mean, Guy Tang works there. Um, you know, a lot of industry icons are in there. And um, it really is a great place. I'm not there right now, though, actually. I just left. Um, and now I've been when I do work, I've been working at Ricky Zito opened a new salon in Los Angeles um, called Hashtag One Hairdressing. So he called me and said, I know you don't work a lot, but when you do work, my door is open to you. I'd really like for you to come and be a part of what's going to be happening here, And uh, which is really kind of him. And so I've worked there uh, for a few days now. Uh In the salon, it's it's. I think I think he's going to be doing something really incredible, and there's going to be a lot of education there, a lot of social media. I've already seen some stuff going on there. They just did a class last weekend. Him and Mustafa uh, did a class there, and I I went and watched and supported them, and it was outstanding. Just the what they were able to do uh, in that space. Uh, Education-wise,
0: there's a there's a great list. We won't get into it now of of folks who are joining the team over there um, as independents um, with Ricky. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. And and you've just inspired. I've I made two notes here: um, invitations to Ricky Zito um, and to Eric Taylor for two individual. Uh, conversations on American Salon Stories podcast. So that we're going to get those guys sure,
1: on. Uh, Eric is such an interesting guy. And and what Ricky's doing, I mean, you know, it's that's kind of taking me now back from a suite back to a more salon setting. You know, there's going to be six to eight chairs there, I believe. Um, they have an editing room, a social media room to film in, and a complete editing room. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable uh, what he's been able to create there in such a short time moving from Louisiana to California. So, You know, when I was there the other day, it was kind of interesting to be back in a room exposed with, you know, Ricky doing his amazing fashion colors on one side and, you know, uh, stylists, you know, doing highlights and just really being in a room filled with people again, it was an interesting going back to that. So
0: so let's talk about social media as it relates to our audience, those who are working in traditional salons, in suites and in, in rental salons, you know, what you just mentioned, the fact that they have created a space to create content within the salon, you know, those of us who's, who spend a good part of our lives watching what the entire industry is doing in social, especially what, what up and coming stylists are doing, what salonists lawns are doing in local markets. You're bringing up something that's important, which is considering social as a marketing tool to build businesses, to build careers, to build lives. Um, What are you seeing out there that you would like to share with our stylist, owner, renter audience?
1: You know, we're living in different times. Uh, I still think that there's a place for the big you know, corporate salon. I don't want to take anything away from that. I think everything serves its purpose in our industry. But social media has become a huge game changer for the way that we do things. You know, um, you know, you said (laughs) you talked about age. I'm I'm not as young as some people might think I am. I've been in the industry a long time. And, you know, I still feel that celebrity and that plays a big part in our industry. It always will. Um, But it's changed You know, when I, when I first came out, it really, what built a clientele, at least not in, not around the nation, but in Los Angeles, it was very, who do you do? And in New York and, you know, the big cities, what celebrity are you doing? You know, I want the Jennifer Aniston haircut and this is who did it. Um, You know, things were very driven by uh, trends and with celebrities now today. Any salon, any any city around the nation, anywhere around the globe, really, can become a success through social media, and we see it time and time again. Um, there are people who I know who salons were failing, and they were getting ready to close down, and you know through social media, you know I just one of our artists Asil uh, SMSK amazing artists. And, you know, you guys did that Facebook Live, which was so much fun in New York a few weeks ago. His salon, I don't even know if he wants me to tell this story or not, but I'm going to tell it anyway. You know, they were having trouble, you know, years ago. And and he started with social media and started posting all of his work and posting everything and, you know, really promoting the salon through social media. And now they're, that salon's booking out two weeks in advance. That's brilliant. Um, and that's in New York. I mean, this is happening all over the nation and all, you know, all over. So it really has changed the way that, you know, you can be a success. Anybody can be a success. I feel that, you know, social media, really knowing how to post properly and really promote yourself and brand yourself. There's a really interesting book. I always notice you ask people what they're reading. So I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but I'm reading a book right now by Ryan Whedon. I don't know if you know who Ryan is. I know the name. Yes. Yes. Masters of Balayage. And uh, he's, he came out, he's coming out with a book and it's called Sweet Success How to Become a Six-Figure Stylist. And um, I was really, really drawn to that book because at Brazilian Blowout, we've always said, you know, we can help you become a six-figure stylist. Um, you know, we're in a profession where we love what we do. We get to have an amazing experience with our clients and do something, make people feel beautiful. But we can also make really good money doing it if we're smart about how to market ourselves and utilize the tools that we have to be a success. And in his book, if you haven't read it, I suggest you get your hands on it. He really goes into the differences between the two, you know, big salons and the suites and really how important it is to market yourself and how he, you know, he wanted to do blondes. He wanted to do California blondes and, and he did contests with all the sororities in his area and the way he hashtagged, you know, California blonde highlights and all this. He's now booked, I think, Like a month in advance is like quadrupled uh, in the last few years, and it's just interesting, you know, how that was something I don't feel like when I first started out that was possible to do. Just wasn't.
0: Well, and it's you know, it's it's interesting. Um, Everything's been supercharged, um, and most importantly, we have new tools. The the basics of building a book, the basics of building a career in this industry haven't really changed um, in the last thirty years. It's it's about um, getting the word out. It's about encouraging yeah. word of mouth. And now we can do it easier. We can do it faster. You know, it used to be the old school saloner was like, you know, take your business cards and go to Starbucks when you're not busy and pass them oh, all out. And, and that still works, but this is more efficient. This is easier. This is more proactive. Um, you can do it without leaving the salon. Um, you don't have to go buy a macchiato, cappuccino, whatever, um, and, and spend $5 uh, in addition to handing out your business.
1: I remember you know, being told to go to the mall and pass out my cards. I remember sitting when I was new, trying to build just fresh on the floor, the ones who sat there in their chair reading magazines, you know, and staying were the ones that got the clients, you know, it was all about befriending the receptionist, <laughs> making sure she was looking out for you, being available. And the the stylist that didn't want to do that and were out having lunch and shopping and visiting their friends, they were the ones that never grew, you know, and, and now that's really all changed.
0: So real importantly, I think something that that I'm seeing is, and, and some confusion, you know, because we, many of the people we've talked about, they do have these not only six-figure incomes, they have six-figure followings, which have, have helped build it all. But, but we're also seeing that with a 1,000 followers, with 500 followers, if, if you do the work, if you share your great work with that audience, um, you can turn that into more business. And so it's not that you have to have these giant numbers that you aspire to and you shouldn't be frustrated if you're not there. So talk a little bit about that.
1: You know, numbers are great, right? I mean, obviously, uh, my number on on Instagram is great for me as being my job It helps it It helps me connect with a lot of people and let them know what our brand is doing. Uh, Brazilian Bond Builder and Brazilian Blowout have their own pages that do very well. I mean, it's a great way for us to talk to our followers and to our consumers and to, you know, the hairstylists that buy our products. But you don't have to have uh, 100,000, 200,000, 500,000 followers to be a success. Um, you really don't, uh, you know, that's, that's one, have a bigger uh, corporate role in Brazilian professionals. I mean, uh, Brazilian blowout, you know, really came out before social media. But, uh, if you go by the amount of bottles, you know, it's, it's what we do as a brand. And the reason I love the brand so much is we come out with new services or services to help stylists make more money behind the chair, um, while giving their clients beautiful hair that they're going to want to talk about and bring clients into the salon. Uh, if you count the Number of bottles that Brazilian Blowout sold since 2008 and the average cost service dollar that the stylist is able to generate. We've helped stylists make over a billion dollars in revenue since we launched the product. And, you know, that's something we're really proud of uh, here. And, you know, that's not people who have 200 and 300,000 followers, it's just people that really know how to utilize putting the word out to their clients, there's lots of ways to reach out to people with social media, email, text. I mean, we just have so many options right now to reach out to our clients and put ourselves out there.
0: And then most importantly, is just like with services, it's, it's, it's about getting educated. You know, it's about understanding and acquiring the tools, you know, Download the app, right? is getting the tool. Um, and, and practice. Practice makes perfect.
1: Practice makes perfect. And it's about knowing how to get your clients to talk about you too, uh, whether they're posting a picture of the work that you did. I always think that's the best advice. Don't only you post it. If your client loves her hair, have her put it on her Facebook and Instagram. She may not have 100,000 followers, but she probably has 40 friends that live in the area. And that if they hear about you and like that picture, may be calling you to do their hair as well. There's so many stylists that has influenced me along the way, but there, there's one in particular. Her name's Amanda Shuttleworth, and, and she's been doing hair. I mean, when I was an assistant, she was a book-solid stylist cutter at Vidal Sassoon. Uh, now she's at Salon Benjamin in Beverly Hills, and I'll never forget what she told me. She said, uh, Alfredo? get your 50. Once you have that 50 solid clients that are going to come see you every month. Everything else is gold and make sure you hold on to that 50 and they will feed you and keep you busy all the time. And to this day if I talk to her she's still booked solid weeks in advance, you know. So uh, that I think that that's Something have the ability to get that fifty core clients, you know, that are coming in to see us.
0: That's like you know such important and and basic advice, but something that so many people aren't aware of. And, and there is there's kind of the math of working in the salon, you know, the the math of understanding how many context you have to have with clients to to make the rebooking numbers work to make the referral numbers work and, and to make the retail numbers work you know the, the fact that if you ask everybody about retail your numbers are going to go up if you ask every other person you know I'm a I'm a consumer um, I you know I go out and I pay for my services and um, when I teach classes I, I like to share with the audience many of hairdressers who are frustrated with retail and what's happening with retail from their side I'm like I, I've been asked to buy retail like twice in my entire
1: life as a consumer and my friends consumer friends tell me the yeah, same absolutely. thing absolutely we don't we don't I do mean, a good job we don't and you know it's funny there was a study done uh, if you sell a client retail even if it's one or two items the likelihood of them coming back to see you is I think like 75 80 uh, you know, percent times greater than if you don't sell them product. It's a huge part of building a relationship from the client to stylist.
0: The actual number. I, I know this bit of trivia. If there was a, a jeopardy for, for beauty professionals, I would be on it. And it was 78%. It's <laughs> 78%. You're, that was close. You are right on, you are right on the money.
1: <laughs> the owners of uh, Brazilian blowout actually taught me that fact. So, um, you know, they, they used to own a salon, uh, that which is how I got started with Brazilian blowout, uh, called the Argyle Salon and Spa at the Sunset Tower in uh, West Hollywood. So that's how I met them, and they were always honest, explaining to us the importance of selling retail to our clients and how that was going to generate, you know, clients coming back uh, to the salon to see us, you know, after that first appointment. I want
0: to go back and talk a little bit about the brand from the point of view of what you all have done with social media with influencers and influence, because I, I think it's a, it's a very unique story. I, when people ask me, when brands talk to me about you know, what they should be doing, what they could be doing, I'm always pointing at B3, and saying, you know, you you all have led in this. I think the results speak for themselves on many levels, um, including what we see, what we can see obviously at the shows—the energy, the engagement—but um, also, you know, those people who are standing there buying product. Um, but it's, it, I think it's, a, it feels like it's a much bigger, thoughtful idea. Can you can you share any of the thought behind the strategy?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, I think I need to start with. Brazilian blowout, really, because Brazilian blowout uh, came out, like I said earlier, at a time when there really social media wasn't as prevalent as it is today. It was a completely celebrity driven product. You know, honestly, I think it was uh, Andy LeCompte. Do you know Andy LeCompte? I do.
0: I know Andy. Madonna's hairdresser.
1: Exactly. And I've known Andy since I was 18 years old when he was an assistant at Privé, like way back in the day. And, you know, he was really the first celebrity hairstylist to come out about Brazilian Blowout. He was using it on Nicole Richie and all these celebrities. And he honestly loved the product and just started talking about it. And it became an overnight success. I mean, it was completely celebrity driven. It was, I mean, if you look at our reel for Brazilian Blowout, it's Nicole Kidman and sarah G's celebrities on TV talking about... Have you heard of the Brazilian blowout? It's in my hair. And, you know, the product became like the number one smoothing treatment. Uh, Segway to B3, where we are today, uh, to come out with the product. You know, we weren't the first bond builder to come out. And, and you know, how are we going to market this? You know, celebrity is important. And honestly, at the time, I, don't, I can't remember how many followers I had, but it wasn't that many. It was maybe 6,000 followers. I mean, I was very new to the social media game. I understood it. I was very aware of it. I was following all the artists. Um, I didn't know how to cultivate it for myself. And um, really, as well as you might think, I I would put pictures of my vacations and (laughs) my boyfriend at the time, you know, uh, it, it was really a very, this is what I'm doing today, not hair, you know, sometimes, but it really wasn't the focal point. When we started with B3, I was like, we have to change the way that we do things. This is a new time. And if we want this product to be a success, we need to come into social media. We need to figure this out. So my idea as director of education was all these people are educating online every day through YouTube, through Instagram. I mean, it's a new way of education uh, where you don't have to go to the class. I mean, it's great to do those things, but you really can get a wealth of knowledge on social media. So I was I don't know i just got it in my head one day and i said i'm gonna figure this out and i'm gonna bring social media to us you know i'm rather than us figuring it out i'm gonna bring it you know to our office and learn and figure out how to make this happen i started where i knew which was celebrity i know a lot of celebrity hairstylists living in los angeles so i'm like who do i know that's doing a celebrity right now that I can, And, um, you know, I, I went to uh, Laurie Goddard, who was a big mentor of mine and Daniel Moon, uh, you know, at the time was doing Madonna's color with Andy. So I'm like, uh, I got introduced to him. I talked to him. I said, you know, can you start using this product? And I just kind of started with what I knew. Um, I, I knew who these artists were And, you know, somebody came to me one day, it really started with Hair God Zito, Ricky Zito, to be honest with you. He was the first as far as, I mean, Daniel Moon actually has quite a few followers on Instagram, but, you know, Ricky's like, he's almost at 400,000 followers right now. And somebody came to me and said, there was a class at the Butterfly Lofts over the weekend and B3, we had just come out with it. And they said, there was this guy and he was throwing B3 into the crowd, telling everybody you... Got to try this product. It's amazing. There's nothing else like it. And I said, Well, what's his name? And she goes, His name's Hair Godzito. I said, Chara, I was like, You've got to be kidding me. I follow him on Instagram. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of his. Are you, are you sure? And uh, she said, Yes, I, I'm sure. He's, he's using it. He kept going on and on about it. So I ended up meeting him shortly thereafter. And I, you know, I think he thought I was a crazy person. I just said, you know, I've been looking for you. Uh, is it true that you love B3? Um, and he said, oh, man, I've been using that. I can't get enough of it. Somebody came to Louisiana and did a class and I bought it. And, you know, I, I just truly love the product. So we exchanged numbers. And I, I, I'll never forget, Lynn was there at the time with him. But Lynn was so shy. He didn't say a word to me. And this, um, is, this, is, this is Lynn fan. Be seen for yeah, our audience. Be seen. <laughs> yeah. And um you know, so he was, he was so nice, but he was just very quiet. And, uh, Ricky and I got on the phone a few days later and, you know, he was really the first, I have to say that, uh, and it it meant so much to me that he authentically loved the product. And I, you know, found out about it. It was just a very organic thing that happened. Call it luck, call it what you will. But from that point forward, um, I talked to him about Lynn and with Lynn was a little different. I sent Lynn a box of B3 with no note, nothing. I sent him the product. I knew we had something special. I knew the product worked and I knew that if people would just try it and give it a chance and see that they would love it. And um, Lynn is now probably more than anybody orders, more B3 calls me, more than anybody saying, I'm out of B3, I, I need it by tomorrow, I can't do color without it. It just evolved from there. I mean, that was the starting introduction um, to a lot of these different artists um, that I started to meet and work with, and it just kind of like snowballed from there. I mean, it grew so fast. The next thing I knew, I had people you know, just reaching out to me and direct messaging me on Instagram. And my Instagram started growing. I started learning a lot. You know, it, it goes back to what I say later about don't ever think you know it all. I, I was very open to these people to teach me, um, you know, even Don from nothing but pixies, you know, he would say things to me like, your profile is awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, get rid of these pictures and change, you know, change the top to this. And this is what your you know your first nine pictures need to look like, and I was just so open to learn from them and grateful to each person that talked to me, and um, and I listened to what they said, and it was you know it went from at the Chicago show that year, Mustafa was walking by, and Ricky ran up and pulled him over and said, "Can you style my model's hair?" And I think he thought we meant you know backstage. I had never met him before, and I said, "No, I want you to do it on stage," and he just jumped up on stage did this incredible updo, left everyone speechless. And he and I, you know, ended up going to dinner that night and talking. And the next thing you know, he's like, I love B3. I want to work with you guys. And um, it's just been something that's grown uh, over time. And, and now we have, uh, you know, a hundred uh, B3 family members that are using the product. And um, you know, we actually have a retreat going on this weekend in Catalina, and everyone's flying out uh, to the to the retreat, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're all going to bond together and just have a really fun weekend sharing ideas. And it, it's really humbling for me to think of where we've come in, in two years from, you know, me talking to to one individual to having 100 people that uh, love our brand and that are so willing to educate and really bring brand awareness, which is really, to me, the key to the success behind B three Brazilian Bond Builder doing so well. Well
0: and what I what I love most about that story is that this success and and what you've achieved over the course of the story of the brand's involvement with social is it it began completely from a place of authenticity. you know. And when we talk about best practices and, and how you can best utilize these platforms, it, everything begins with being real and being authentic. And you didn't go and find a great educator and say, we will pay you to talk about this product this way. You know, you came across somebody who was authentically already engaged with the product, loving the product, and it was all born out of that, which is so cool.
1: Yeah, it is, and I, you know, I believe, being that I'm a hairstylist myself, and being that I'm an educator, there is that, you know, I think Paula, uh, but just that that idea out there, like, oh, they're only saying that they love this product because they're being paid to do so, or I, I think we hear a lot of that in the industry sometimes, you know, to a certain degree, and. You know, I'm really an advocate for if someone's educating and they're out there doing videos of your product or if they're out there doing classes, I do believe that they should be paid for it. It's hard work what they do. They put a lot of time. I've had the uh, fortunate uh, experience to get to collaborate with some of these people and do videos with them. It's an all day event. They're bringing models in for free uh, because they want to have the perfect model with the perfect hair. Sometimes they pay for these models' flights and hotels, and I, I'm a firm believer in not taking advantage of artists, being that I'm a hairstylist myself. But on the same hand, I only will work with artists that I know truly believe and love our product and are just as passionate about it as I am, because I think that that shows through to, to people and that people are able to see that.
0: I, I love it. It's it's there's, there's so much good stuff here and we can talk for a long time, but I'm going to begin to wrap up. We've got a few more things to mention. Um, I'm really excited about uh, this summer, July Cosmoprof North America, uh, one of the biggest events in the industry, and I get to facilitate a panel for actually the distributor manufacturer audience, which is kind of unique. I, you know, I do most of the shows, and I love um, sharing uh, these panels that we do on Instagram with with audiences of salon owners and hairdressers. But this is a very different panel, and we're we're going to be uh, we we have this great panel, and and Mike Brady, CEO. Of Brazilian professionals and you, as director of education, um, are going to be on the panel along with David Thurston and Alexis Thurston from Pulp Riot and Rachel Judd from Cosmoprof, along with um, Larissa Love. And so, it's going to be a very fun panel.
1: Um, I love that. I was I was when you said uh told me it was Cosmoprof. I was hoping that Larissa was going to be on the panel. I think she's a great girl, and I love David and Alexis. So. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. So Mike, when I told Mike about it, he was just he didn't even hesitate. He said, "Yes, you know, let's let's do this." What a what an honor. So we're excited.
0: Very, very cool. Thank you for doing it. Um so I'd love to ask everybody, what are you reading, listening to, viewing and or obsessing about? Anything you want to share with our audience.
1: <laughs> well, I talked about that book earlier. That's that's one thing I've been reading is that Sweet Success uh How to Be a Six-Figure Stylist by Ryan Whedon. I've been reading that backwards and forwards. I find it fascinating. And I'm also reading a book right now. A friend gave it to me by Mark Ruiz called The Four Agreements, and, uh, you know, I read it years ago. And yes. for some reason, they gave it to me as a gift. And I thought, maybe this is a sign that I need to read this book again. I think being in the position that I'm in dealing with so many artists and, you know, hairstylists all the time, it's definitely a good read for sure.
0: Highly recommended to anybody and everybody, um, especially those people who are working with people, which is everybody who's in our audience. So it's, it's really cool stuff.
1: Listening to, you know, I got to say some of these artists, they all love hip hop music. So they've gotten me a lot more. And I love my pop divas my Ariana Grande's and Madonna's and all that, of course, but I've been listening to uh, future just came out with two new surprise albums. I don't know if you know what that is, but he is, uh, amazing. So I've been obsessed lately right now. And, uh, my new passion I would have to say is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm engaged actually, uh, I'm getting married in October of this year and we, um, he's a spin instructor and I, I've become completely obsessed with spin classes and, um, you know, doing them. Even when I'm on the road, I always try to find a spin studio where I am to keep, you know, I think it's important to kind of, traveling is hard. The food can be, I travel so much to find healthy food and to live healthy when you're on the road, I'm sure you know, can be a challenge. So that's kind of like one of my, uh, I guess my Zen moments is to to do the cycling and spin classes.
0: Well, first off, congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm aware of your engagement. A lot of us on social are um, so it's a, it's a big, it's a big deal. Congratulations to you both. I am, I'm also making a note to myself, not to date spin instructors. I'm a, <laughs> I, I, I'm a couch potato. I'm
1: <laughs> he's like my drill sergeant. He's like, when we're at the gym, I mean, he's also younger than me. And it's like, you know, you got to stay in shape. You got to look good.
0: <laughs> and, and you do. It's clearly working, clearly working. So tell us how our audience can find you and also, Brazilian professionals online?
1: Um, well, I am uh, Alfredo underscore Lewis. So that's A-L-F-R-E-D-O underscore L-E-W-I-S. And then on social for the brands, it is Brazilian Bond Builder on uh, Instagram. It's B3 Bond Builder on Snapchat. Uh, Brazilian Bond Builder on Facebook, And then Brazilian Blowout on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, And they can also find, uh, we have websites, BrazilianBondBuilder.com, where you can buy B3 or else you can go to your local distributor or we also have brazilianblowout.com. So lots of ways to get in touch with us.
0: This has been fun. Alfredo Lewis, global director of education for Brazilian professionals. We could
1: have done this for another hour. I hope we get to do it again. I feel like I know I'm like, let's do part two. That was fun.
0: We, um, we're going (laughs) to see each other soon. International beauty shows in New York. When, before we hit the record button, you and I started plotting a little bit about some fun American salon Um, social activations. Um, Everybody should stay tuned for IBS New York, a little bit of B3 and American Salon coming up.
1: Absolutely. Stay tuned, everybody. I can't wait.
0: Thanks again for being with us, Alfredo.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And we'll be back next week with another American Salon Stories podcast. In the meantime, we hope you'll follow us on Instagram, where we are known as at American underscore salon, also at facebook.com forward slash American Salon. That's all one word. And of course, on AmericanSalon.com, where you can also subscribe to our free newsletter, Your Daily Beauty Fix. This is American Salon publisher, Gordon Miller, and I can't wait to bring you more American Salon stories next week.